Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte clear liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. The Bob Seska Show. Bob Seska. Today's Rachel Maddow Show Award for Headline Excellence goes to Bob Seska. The Bob Seska Show. From our nation's capital, it is Thursday, June 23, 2022, and this is the Bob Seska Show on the Sexy Liberal Podcast Network. Hi, I'm Bob. Hello, Bob. Hi. Day 522 of the Biden-Harris administration, 134 days until the 22 midterms. Find me on Instagram at TheBobSeska, Twitter, BobSeska underscore go, Patreon, BobSeskaShow.com. All right. It's uh, our last Thursday for a couple of weeks before we take a break. Meantime, here come the goth ninjas. Wow, why is everything so loud except me today? I don't know what's going on. It sounds fine on my end. Okay, good, good, good. (laughs) I don't know what's going on. I'm getting squirrely. It's right before our vacation, so just a little... I'm so glad you're back, Jody. A little antsy. Yeah, I'm I'm glad you're back, Hey, I love listening to you guys without me. It was nice. Sitting right there. I had to wrangle this guy alone. (laughs) (laughs) So that's uh, Spicy Jody Hamilton. She's from the From the Bunker podcast, patreon.com slash from the bunker. And sitting over there is David Ferguson. We call him T-Rex. His music project is astralsummer.bandcamp.com. All right, goth ninjas. So much to get to today. Uh, I guess we got to start with the goddamn Clarence Thomas Supreme Court. And yeah. uh, I guess we've taken to referring to the Supreme Court by whichever justice has issued the worst decision or the most yeah. recent shitty decision. And in that case, it's Clarence Thomas with this uh, decision, the six to three decision to strike down a New York law that requires people to demonstrate a particular need for carrying a gun in order in to get a license to carry one in public. And that's no longer a barrier anymore. The Proud Boys, Oath Keepers, all of you crackpot fucking militias, carry all the guns you want. Apparently it's going to be okay, coast to coast. We're headed for uh, Thunderdome territory. But you know what? Every time I blurt that metaphor, I realize, oh, that's right. Guns were banned inside Thunderdome. I, I uh-huh. <laughs> forgot that and about the Tombstone. Mad Max movies. Yes, and in Tombstone and Abilene. Our listeners and, are too young to actually know what Thunderdome is. I, I think they do. I think our listeners are old enough to remember all of that. Besides, if they don't, uh, then they can look it up. Google it. <laughs> That's my theory. If you don't get my references, hey, Google is your friend. All right, so this law has been struck down Similar laws in California, Hawaii, Maryland, Massachusetts, New Jersey, and Rhode Island will also be struck down as a consequence of this ruling, even though the Biden administration had urged the justices to uphold New York's law. Mm-hmm. Well, how's that working out? I don't, I don't uh, think too well. well. No, no, definitely They're not. They're pro-death SCOTUS, but well, at least six of them are. Yes. So we're at this point where all at once we've got legislation moving its way through the Senate Basically stuff that is nibbling away at the edges because that's the only sort of thing that any Republicans will support. And even then, we don't have all the Republicans supporting that. I think there are 14, but whether that holds is an entirely different story. We're going to get to all of that here in in just a second. The court's three liberals in dissent accused the conservative majority of failing to consider, quote, the potentially deadly consequences of its decision. Again, you've got a bunch of people walking around, and I'm talking about cowardly small men who feel the need to carry heavy weaponry 
with them when they go to Walmart and Target and to the coffee shop. It's so dangerous at Walmart that you have to carry an AR-15 slung over your back. Like a little teeny tiny little baby. Make sure you bring your whoopee to the store. Yeah, they won't wear (laughs) That's right. Sean Barton was in Texas uh, a few weeks ago, and he what he noted was interesting because Texas is an open carry state. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so he noticed that in hospitals where he was working, in his hotel, in other places, there were signs out going, don't have a gun. Yeah. You're not welcome here with a gun. And mm-hmm. so when he would walk into these facilities, they're like, do you have a gun? No. Do you mind if I search you? No. So literally in Texas, which is open carry, yeah. private businesses are saying, no, thank you. Mm-hmm. Sure. And Good. the other thing is, is you're going mean, to see. I don't want ner- my nurse coming into the room when I'm in the hospital with a gun on their hip. You yeah, know? Just- no shit. But here's the great irony of all of this. Open carry will still be banned. In, ca- in fact, carrying it all will still be banned when you go to see Donald Trump Jr. deliver exactly. a fucking uh, public speech or his dad, mm. obviously, or any Republican official who's right now as we speak, tweeting shall not be infringed over and over again on Twitter. I mean, that's oh, the, Dan Bongino. the huge irony of all of this. These fucking people are okay with the rest of us risking our lives when we go to yep. the mall or go to Walmart or go to school in the cases of uh, many, many children in this country. But when they go and deliver a speech in front of high-priced donors, uh, no firearms allowed there. Can't have firearms at the NRA, inside the NRA convention. Can't have firearms inside the Republican National Convention. You can't have firearms teachers, at CPAC. Teachers yeah. need to carry guns. But <laughs> see, that's what they want, though, don't they? <laughs> don't the Republicans uh, just, want that? But not library books. It might just my brain, just the whole hypocrisy of it. Mm. Just the calling yourself pro-life and like going to these outrageous means. Yeah. to keep women from having abortions. And then you want to flood the zone with, with firearms, mm-hmm. with military-grade firearms. I just, I, it's like a fucking hellscape. I just, my, I'm, I'm hitting a wall here. Yeah. I think I need a vacation. I know, me too. Just like, <laughs> uh, my brain is just like hammering into the big bug zapper again and again and again, it seems like. Well, the hellscape concept, David, is pretty spot on. And, and I hate to go down this road of pessimism and doom and gloom, but that's what I'm feeling right now between this and this notion that uh, if you know you disagree with someone about policy or politics or the outcome of an election, that you should go and start physically intimidating them and committing violence against them and doxing them and making their personal yep. lives miserable. This plus unrestricted open carry. I mean, Jesus Christ, how soon before it's like electric guitars that are rigged up to be flamethrowers? You know, it's just like, (laughs) Jesus. You're not wrong. Yeah. That was 1977, and it was Kiss. Nah, no, and it's but, still um, happening. No, nah, I mean, that was Fury Road, Mad Max Fury Road, with that I crazy know, guitar know. player with the, the, the flame-throwing guitar. That's the oh, first thing I go to. Was that, Jody? It, and the, let's not forget what they also did today, overturning Miranda. Oh, yeah, you were saying that that is even Basically, more damaging it, to than me this. it's more damaging to people that, that are innocent. Yeah. Um, basically, what the court ruled today was that cops... FBI, anybody that arrests you no longer have to give you your Fifth Amendment rights. Mm -hmm. They no longer, they can. It's their option. Yeah. Um, (laughs) But most cops don't want you to know that Mm -hmm. because they want you to talk. And and most most people don't have a law and order degree, yeah. like I do, <laughs> from the Law and Order series. Yes, you do. Um, but or CSI or any, just watch reruns now because the new ones they're not going to give them potentially. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, and so it, what's the? Yeah, you can give them their rights. You don't have to. And it's like Miranda made people it, it enforced yeah. the fact that if you're arrested you need to know that you have a right not to incriminate yourself mm-hmm. and innocent people by the way need lawyers yeah 
I mean, we kind of take it for granted, don't we? The idea mm-hmm. that you do mm-hmm. have a right to not start blabbing about your situation to the cops as soon as they start grilling you in the back of right. the squad car. That you can just keep your mouth shut, move yep. on, and wait for And you have the right attorney. to an attorney. Yes. And that's the other thing. And it's like, t- this is insanity to me. It's yeah. like, how really impactful was it to police officers to not have to get basically it was about somebody being beaten by the way mm-hmm. but they they went farther so uh, you will only know if you're being arrested if they're handcuffing you and i mean I, that's the like the question mark and all of this usually you know you're in trouble when they start reading you your miranda your rights. rights but they, you know you're under arrest that's all they have to say yeah. Uh, so I my imagine. advice to all of your listeners is shut the fuck up and get a lawyer. Yeah. People who aren't familiar with the nuances of the law are just going to utterly yeah. screw themselves because of now, this. Ellie Mistal has a great thread on it on the Twitter machine yeah. about it. So go to his Twitter because he's a lawyer. Just, just seriously, people, we need civics back in high school. And, and I learned it in fifth grade. Mm-hmm. Well, you know. this, this is another case, and speaking of civics, Jody, this is another case where, you know, you count to nine, where you count to 51, where you count to majorities, and realize that this wouldn't be happening right now, that these particular decisions, if they had come before the court at all, would be six to three in reverse, it would be mm-hmm. six to three to uphold the New York law, it would be six mm-hmm. to three to uphold the recitation of Miranda rights. It would be six to three, maybe six to three, maybe even, well, yeah, it would be probably six to three, maybe five to four when it comes to the Dobbs decision that has yet to uh, to drop from the Supreme Court. And the reason it's not that is partly because, and I'm not taking blame away from the Republicans, they're 99% of the blame, but a part of the blame goes to all of those otherwise Democratic voters who decided to either stay home in 2016, stay home in 2020, or vote for third party in those two elections, denying Democrats of a governing, uh, a workable governing majority in the United States Senate, a mandate for some of these things. I mean, we're talking about today expanding the Supreme Court, which I absolutely support, but the only way that's ever going to happen is if we give Congress a mandate to do it. They can't do it now. They're never going to get, even with uh, a 50-50 Senate and and Kamala Harris breaking the tie, they're never going to get to that 51 number because there are going to be moderate red state Democrats who are going to be like, I I can't do it. I can't. I I mean, we have to win an election this year or next year or the year after that. And, And so they'll balk at that idea. And so what we have to do is we have to start as a coalition thinking for the long term not just thinking in terms of our own little personal wish list of of issues and policy but in terms of long-term winnable strategies getting off of twitter once in a while and hitting the pavement Hmm. knocking on doors volunteering registering more democrats specifically all the usual things but the main thing is prioritizing the concept of winning And if we can start to do that, if we can start to think in terms of the long view, how that might affect the Supreme Court, how that might affect federal court appointments, how that might affect the future of democracy in many cases, and whether or not democracy being rolled back, replaced by some form of fascistic authoritarianism might entirely work against everything that we want. So ultimately, this progressive strategy that we've been hearing about for years, that if we stay home, if we vote third party, it's going to pressure the Democrats to do what we want. It doesn't seem to be working. It doesn't seem no, to be functioning. it never will. Yeah. By declining to participate in the process, you have ceded the field to the other team. Yeah, yeah. Basically, it just – it because – uh, to me, this is self-evident. I don't mm-hmm. understand how anyone doesn't think this way. It doesn't yeah. think in terms of Supreme Court appointments and the federal judiciary and just the overall importance. I mean, we. I, I mean, I understand the limitations of the process. Yeah. But I mean, it's it's the only game we have right now, and mm-hmm. it just and voting third party ends up with people like Donald Trump. Yeah. And I, I, uh, it's all well and good to push for progressive policy choices, but. 
you can't do it, especially in districts where there aren't enough voters to support those platforms. So what you have to do is you have to go door to door to convince people that M4A and eliminating uh, college tuition and, and all of these progressive wish list things mm. are viable policy options. And without that campaign, then you're just pissing into the wind. You're saying, I want this, and I'm going to eliminate any Democrat who can win in this district in order to get a progressive in there, but the progressive can't win because they're not doing the work to change people's minds on the ground to accept their policies. And look, again, I go back to what I said initially. 99% of this is about the Republicans and the maniacs who support them. I'm not laying all the blame on the progressive uh, hotheads in the Democratic Party. That's not what I'm doing here. I'm just saying that if we want things, we can't get things unless we actually win elections. Yes. So. Uh, oh, I, I wish I had my the- thing hooked up. I would have been like American music. <laughs> I know. I know. Well, look, they're probably, see, the thing is, I see a decision like this with regard to the firearm carry law in New York. And then I look over at what the Senate is doing right now with this gun control legislation. And I'm going, ugh, shit. Is this thing even going to survive the Supreme Court? They're going to pass this law. Mm. Apparently, they've got 14 Republicans supporting it. I'll believe it when I see them vote for cloture. That's my little asterisk. But say they do pass it and Joe Biden signs into the law. How quickly before the gun lobby sues to have that law overturned? Suspended immediately. And then, right. Mm. And then it'll go before this Clarence Thomas, Sam Alito, uh, Donald Trump court, and it'll get overturned. So what's the fucking point? No wonder 14 Republicans are lining up with it. They know it's not going to survive the courts. That they well, you know, there was sat. there was somebody that called into Stephanie's show this morning. Yeah. And the, he's right. In 2003 or 2005, the gun lobby or gun manufacturers mm-hmm. are now not able to be sued should their product harm people. Yeah. Right. So why don't we just overturn that law? And the person's idea is as soon as we overturn that law, think about how many gun safety laws they want, because if you violate a gun safety law, then it's not on them if they kill if their product kills somebody. Mm-hmm. So if we overturn the gun li- uh, non-liability law, which is insane to me, yeah. um, toy guns have more liability laws than <laughs> actual guns. <laughs> yeah, Car- um, Carlin had a great bit about that back in the lawn day. Lawn darts. I mean, fuck, yeah. you know. So it's like, it's in water pistols, forget it. It's, mm-hmm. I mean, honestly, if we overturn that law, then the gun lobby is going to be like, wait, hold on. I can get sued now if my gun does something. Yeah. So then they want more laws in place to protect themselves, which also protects the rest of us. Mm-hmm. Well, we'll see. I'm not, I'm not holding my breath for that. I'm one, with you on that. Sure. I'm not holding yeah. my breath on it, but that's one way to get around this bullshit mm-hmm. uh, Supreme court. Yeah. That's going to also overturn not anymore. Am I right? Cause I can't produce children, but other females that can produce children, mm-hmm. um, they're going to lose. And it's funny cause <laughs> the overturning of Roe. <laughs> so, <laughs> so the funny part is this. Okay. So, okay. So in the draft opinion that we read from Samuel Alito, he said that it should be up to the States on whether or not ladies <laughs> can have abortions. Right. So, but then he and John Roberts, and they're all saying, no, 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 no. It's up to the feds to say that you can't control gun laws. So I think this is so funny. <laughs> yes. You know, here's, actually, this raises a good question. Why haven't they dropped the Dobbs decision yet? It's, oh, it'll be tomorrow. You think so? Yeah. Oh, great. <laughs> so I'm pissed off now that I asked. So now no, I'm it'll totally be too, bummed At out. least they're giving the hearing some breath yeah. today. Because I was um, thinking no, maybe. That'll be tomorrow or Monday. It won't be. T- it, well, God, don't do it at 3 o'clock Eastern, those fuckers, if they do it. I, uh, Sotomayor will punch people. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. You kind of harshed my mellow, Jody, because I was thinking, well, maybe they haven't announced it yet because they're reconsidering. Maybe that's part of no, it. No, it's dropping uh, tomorrow. My stupid, stupid optimism. Oh, optimism. Why do you screw me so Oh, no, they so still badly? could be reconsidering it, but it's yeah. dropping tomorrow. And most likely what Alita wrote will stand. 
And John Roberts will not vote for it. He will be in the minority because he wants it gone. He just doesn't want it gone fast. Yes. So we don't have just bad news today. We, we actually have some good news today. And that's... And that the comes to Hall us. is divorcing Rupert Murdoch. That too. Oh, no, that too. Yes. And I was so gratified <laughs> to see as part of that story that photo floating around all over social media of Jerry Hall and Rupert Murdoch at the beach with Rupert Murdoch's drippy, melty ice cream cone body <laughs> just Ew. falling apart. She got too into old the ocean. for him, Bob. She got way too old for him. <laughs> Right. Oh, no, I think she's just tired of changing diapers. <laughs> I mean, he looked like he stared into the Ark of the Covenant walking around in that ocean Ugh. with his She just shirt saw off. Mick Jagger come back from COVID and went, why divorce that for what? <laughs> yeah, she went Mick Jagger, Rupert Murdoch, and now she's going to marry an actual Birkin bag. <laughs> she will. So this is the good news I was mentioning. Uh, federal agents have raided the home of ex-Trump DOJ official Jeffrey Clark on Wednesday morning. Clark worked with oh, Trump on a plan to replace the acting attorney general and pressure Georgia legislators to overturn Biden's victory. Amazing what Merrick Garland can do while he's overseas. Amazing that there are, you know, other agents and prosecutors inside the DOJ that can do this fucking work. You know, I mean, this is, I'm being sarcastic, obviously. This is something that uh, disproves the notion that Merrick Garland is asleep at the switch. This is moving forward. DOJ is investigating former Trump administration officials. They are inside the Trump Oval Office at this point. Between Peter Navarro, Jeffrey Clark, the investigation into the federal investigation into the fake electors scam, which has issued an entire series of subpoenas related to that. So if we're still desperately concerned that the DOJ and Merrick Garland aren't going after Trump and his inner circle people, we need to think twice about that position because they absolutely are. And I've been saying this for a few weeks now. This is nothing new, at least in the context of the show. Yeah. Of the three of us were like, oh, yeah, Merrick Garland's just sitting there with his thumb up his ass. I mean, oh, no. no the Justice weren't. Department is not, I mean, it's kind of like a, a Russian submarine, like silent <laughs> but deep, you know? Like, yeah. It, uh, they don't really, I mean, you know, grand juries and stuff, they don't telegraph their moves. No. Uh, no. Not when they're, I mean, I could, so, I mean, we'll see. I, I do want to see many, many people in handcuffs. Yeah. And I'm not talking about, like, bondage porn. I'm, I want to see, like, administration officials. I want to, you know. But Yeah, I mean, we're used to seeing the Three Stooges fixing the plumbing inside DOJ yeah. during the Trump years. Jeffrey Clark, who's going to be, his name is going to be brought up quite a bit today in today's hearings, uh, because everything today is focusing on the pressure campaign Trump placed on uh, the Department of Justice, on uh, Jeffrey Rosen. Uh, Trump had pressured the acting attorney general, who at the time, replacing, stepping in for Bill Barr, who stepped down, Jeffrey Rosen was pressured to declare that the election was corrupt in an attempt to help Republican members of Congress to try to overturn the election result. And the magic words that are going to be mentioned over and over again in today's hearings inside the 1-6 committee room is Trump saying, just say the election was corrupt and leave the rest to me and the yep. Republican congressman. Yeah, consciousness of guilt. He knew he was he he knew he lost. He knew what he was doing was illegal. So <gasps> yeah. put him in his orange outfit so Lock we don't up. he's just a blob. Mm -hmm. Right. And this is kind of the second quote in a row that we have seen brought up in these hearings where they directly imply that there is no there there that there is no substance to this, that this is a bunch of lies. They're coming up with a pretext without any evidence whatsoever. And with yesterday, it was uh, along these lines, Rudy Giuliani telling Rusty Bowers, quote, we've got lots of theories. We just don't have any evidence. That's on <laughs> tape. I mean, that's the crazy thing about this. We talk about Watergate being uh, not very bright guys and things got out of hand, I think is the famous quote. But this is even worse. These morons are committing themselves to voicemail messages, text yeah. messages, yeah. emails. They're on videotape saying some of this yeah. stuff. I mean, it's amazing how 
easily they're implicating themselves to be part of this. I guess they were hoping that if they're ultimately successful in this attempt to overturn the election, that Donald Trump would just pardon them or that he would pardon them anyway, that he would get to the end of his administration, overturned or not, and say, okay, Rudy gets a pardon and and Ivanka gets a pardon and Junior gets a pardon and Rosen gets a, a pardon. And it turns out that not all of them got pardons. We don't know who got the secret pardons yet, but we do know that John Eastman didn't. <laughs> he absolutely didn't. John Eastman is fucked a thousand different ways. John Eastman Good. is the patsy. So um, today, all about Trump's scam to stack the Department of Justice in his favor to get rid of Jeffrey Rosen and bring in Jeffrey Clark. This is amazing. Jeffrey Clark is kind of a nitwit. Richard Donahue, who was the acting deputy Attorney General said, the president said, suppose I do this. Suppose I replace him, Jeff Rosen, with him, Jeff Clark. What do you do? And I said, sir, I would resign immediately. There is no way I'm serving one minute under this guy, Jeff Clark. Jeff Clark was like the undersecretary deputy for forest management or something like this. I mean, he was. it's not exactly I'm making that up, but he was way down on a lower rung on the Department of Justice hierarchy. And so uh, elevating him just because he was a Trump loyalist and he was gonna be willing to say exactly what Trump wanted him to say. Jeffrey Clark was prepared to step out in front of a bunch of microphones and say, we are investigating this election for fraud. And from that point forward, Donald Trump would have taken it from there. It was a strategy that we had seen before. It was the Ukraine strategy, or at least Mm -hmm. part of the Ukraine strategy, which was to pressure Ukraine into simply announcing an investigation into Burisma. All you needed was the patina, the image of an investigation. And then, as we know with Donald Trump, you you can take that and expand that into God knows what else. Completely ink the waters. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. You give him an inch and he takes a mile. You know, he takes a light year in some cases. And so that's exactly what he was going to do with Ukraine. And that's exactly what he was going to do with DOJ and this election. Just the concept of an investigation would have been blown up all over AM talk radio, all over the Red Hat podcasts, all over Fox News and OAN and Newsmax. I don't even remember if they still if they existed at that time. But suffice to say. There were lots of voices in the Red Hat Entertainment Complex who would have reflected this ridiculous nonsense. And they and we know that because they were, even without that announcement of a DOJ investigation. They were fully on board with Trump's scam. And that's something they haven't even really gotten into. The fact that public airwaves were being used to perpetuate this yep. because so many of these guys have broadcast talk radio shows. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> It's not just internet, which is only loosely regulated by the FCC. We're talking about, uh, or cable for that matter, we're talking about broadcast, where (laughs) back in the day, they used to investigate game shows for being fraudulent. Mm -hmm. Remember the (laughs) quiz show movie about 21 and that Mm -hmm. whole scam? Yeah. Yeah. That was the kind of shit that Congress used to do. Like, that was fine because they were using public airwaves to defraud the public. And which is exactly what the Red Hat Entertainment Complex does every fucking day. It's what Sean Hannity does every day. Laura Ingram. They all have radio shows. (laughs) They're all using our airwaves, airwaves that belong to all of us. As Tom Hartman calls them, the commons. Yes. Water, the air, the land. This belongs to everybody. It doesn't belong to any corporation or one political party over the other or anything like that. So that is the uh, topicality for today, this... uh, this push at the Department of Justice to kind of do this, I don't even know you would call it a slow motion Saturday night massacre, but it was a Saturday night massacre that Donald Trump was attempting uh, with the elevation of Jeffrey Clark and the pushback there and the firing of Bill Barr and so on. This was a full court press all across the board that culminated in the insurrection. I don't see how the DOJ couldn't put all of these things together into the same chunk of, uh, of history, the same chunk of illegality. It has to be all part of one thing. You just can't take the insurrection 
as its own separate thing. And I'm so gratified to see that they are pursuing the fake elector scam, that people are getting subpoenas over that. There's a grand jury impaneled inside. And Jeffrey uh, Clark just got searched yeah, or something? Yes, Je- Jeffrey Clark just got, uh, his house got raided yeah. this morning. And I always love to hear about that. I always love to hear about pre-dawn raids at the homes of these people. <laughs> and then the, the thing I love most is seeing them whine and piss their pants about about it after the fact. Like, I can't believe, you know, we see black people every day getting choked out in the streets. And these guys are complaining because they broke all kinds of federal laws, committed a gigantic scam, an electoral fraud scam against American democracy. And they're like, why, oh why? Why am I being persecuted (laughs) by mm, the evil FBI coming to my house and knocking on my door and then barging their way in? Oh, so sad for you, you goddamn whiny diaper babies. Sad. Jesus Christ. He tried to, he tried to carry out a fucking coup d'etat. Yeah. Like, let's, I mean, exactly. Well, I want to recap uh, some of the things we heard about on Tuesday, uh, Tuesday's proceedings, because we haven't really had a chance. <laughs> some, for some reason, no one consulted with me and my podcast schedule when it came to scheduling these uh, 1-6 committee hearings. I, I don't know, know the next hearing is in 43 minutes. Yeah. So Don't they know who I am? Why, don't why they know who I you not- think you are? <laughs> Exactly. Why have they not called me before setting these things up? Because both Tuesday and today, the scheduling of the podcast kind of interferes with uh, catching the hearings. So that's why we're mainly communicating with the people of the future regarding the Thursday hearings. Because what you, happened, people? Yeah. What happened? Please somehow reach back with your time-traveling DeLoreans and let us know so we can mention it on the show here. Anyone? Anyone showing up here? Doc Brown? Okay, uh, we're going to talk about Tuesday here in just one second. But at first, any expert's going to tell you that the first step in getting your personal finances in shape so you can start saving for the future and all sorts of other things, maybe sleeping better at night, is to get your credit card uh, balance paid down. Get, Get rid of all that debt. But if you've got maxed out cards and too much debt, it's difficult to know where to start in that whole process. It's really daunting. You may have sleepless nights over it, trying to calculate how long it will take, how much money that you have to spend in order to pay down this debt. So why not refinance your credit cards into a super low interest rate and save a ton of money each and every month? Here's how you do it. With Lightstream, you can roll your cards into one low payment at a fixed rate as low as 4.98% APR with auto pay and excellent credit. Uh, that's way lower than most credit cards. It's lower than the average credit card interest rate of over 19% APR, probably what you're paying right now. You can get a loan from $5,000 to $100,000, and there are absolutely no fees. And just for my listeners, you can apply right now and get a special interest rate discount to save even more. The only way to get this discount is to go to lightstream.com slash Seska. That's L-I-G-H-T-S-T-R-E-A-M dot com slash C-E-S-C-A. Link in the description for your convenience at bobseska.com. Subject to credit approval, rates range from 4.98% APR to 19.99% APR and include a 0.50% auto pay discount. Lowest rate requires excellent credit. Terms and conditions apply and offers are subject to change without notice. Visit lightstream.com slash seska for more info. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crow portrays an ex-homicide detective, unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be.
Oh, yeah. One of our faves here. One of my all-time favorite recording artists. This is the great Michael McDermott. A song called Sick of This Town from his uh, brand new album called St. Paul's Boulevard. We had Michael on the uh, interview show yesterday where he performed this song live for us. It was uh, wonderful. He also played, uh, what else did he play from the album? New Year's Day was another one he played. Uh, You know what else? Michael, we need to have Michael on this show, on the Thursday show. He would absolutely be able to hold his own with the three of us, I think. He is funny as fuck. And so and like anyone, I mean, I'm pretty sure a baked potato could hold its own with the three of us. I mean, <laughs> well, now that you mention it, have you met but, yeah. my cat? Uh, <laughs> exactly. I mean, we're not exactly like you know Terry Gross up in here. Yeah. But, well, it gets uh, it gets great. I mean, in terms of funny and uh, just really personable, he's up to speed on the politics and everything like that. Mm-hmm. So, he, just a great guest. I love having he's Michael on the show. He's a great singer, man. He reminds me of John Bon Jovi. Yeah. You know. yeah. Yeah, I see like that. that whole like, like should John decide to retire and they replace him with somebody mm-hmm. like yeah. everybody in Foreigner? Yeah, let's do that guy. <laughs> yeah, you know he's got a such an interesting voice that is. I I never thought of the John Bon Jovi aspect of it. I wonder totally if he sounds like him. Man. He's, he's probably I, listening. He's probably going to hate that. I don't know. I don't I know. know. Don't hate it. John Bon Jovi <laughs> was a great singer. Yeah, of course. <laughs> But um, uh, you can't sing like that anymore. Um, but you know, it's like Lou Graham was replaced by a great singer in Foreigner. Yeah, yeah. Well, so I mean, you know. So let's talk about uh, Shay Moss and uh, Lady Ruby Freeman. Uh, who I hope testified. they get good lawyers. Yeah, I hope they have some form of protection uh, because mm-hmm. they have been victims of harassment, intimidation, yep. physical violence. People yep. trying to push their way into their homes. And the same goes with Rusty Bowers and the other witnesses who testified on Tuesday. Just all at once, a distressing, awful, but not surprising development in all of this. We knew this was coming. We knew this was part of Republican politics. We knew this was the angry mobs uh, MO because they were doing the same thing with uh, Congress. They did the exact same move, the same things they did to Shea Moss and Ruby Freeman. They were doing to members of Congress, whether it was before, during, or after the insurrection. This has been going on a long time, and you can't help but to trace it back to what we've seen Fox News doing, what we've seen Michelle Malkin doing, where she was stalking Graham Frost just because he turned up in an S-chip commercial. 12-year-old accident victim. It's the right-wing way. I mean, anybody, I I can't remember who I saw this quote, but they were like, anybody who President Trump attacked during his four years immediately had an urgent security issue on their hands. Oh, yeah, yeah. And he did it a lot. I mean, can you imagine being Lisa Page and Peter Strzok, for God's sake? Exactly. Oh, Jesus. Exactly. I, you know what? People are giving um, Bowers some shit, and I understand it, for yeah. saying he'd vote for Trump in 24. But Dana Goldberg brought it up yesterday on Stephanie's show, going, he might be doing it just so that people stop fucking harassing him. Yeah, that's such a good point. Holy shit. I've Gr- lost great Jody. Point, I'm Dana. sorry. I should completely... I'm- I'm oh, going to hit refresh. Do you refresh. want me to re Okay. I'm sorry. I can refresh. Um no, David went away. Um oh. no, she said that and I thought that that was appropriate for him to like I don't think he would, but he's not going to project he's not going to vote for him anymore. Mm-hmm. And I I you know, yeah, I don't like it when when the people that are testifying say, "Oh, I you know, this is what I did right and I hated Donald Trump then, but I'll vote for him again." It could be just for their own safety. I would hope that's why he said it, because I feel like... I hope so. Yeah. Well, I mean, dude, what do you want? You want it to happen again? You want it to happen exactly. the same thing, the same intimidation? I mean, obviously, he's His dying daughter. I mean, the man was crying. I was with Mary Trump watching it as it happened, because yeah. she did a thing. And I was very lucky to be in the room that I was in. Oh, my God. Like, mm-hmm. what? You're including me? I do. I like fart jokes and shit. <laughs> um, <laughs> why am I in this room? But yeah, yeah. Uh, Wajid Ali, I mean, it was like a huge, like, uh, Norm Ornstein. I'm like... Like seriously, mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> Charlotte Clymer. I mean, it was ama- it was an amazing group of people. But when he started to testify and started crying, yeah, because his dying daughter felt threatened not just by the disease she eventually succumbed to, mm-hmm. but people outside wanting to burn crosses on their lawns and shit. And it's like, and when when poor poor Lady Ruby and their grandmother said, "Be lucky, it ain't 1920." Yeah. And people are going, what is that a threat? And I'm like, dude, it's lynching. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, it's this. People start talking about citizens' arrests and shit. That's what they used. To, I mean, that's what they grabbed Emmett Till on. I mean, it's, yeah, that's a that's lynching shit. That, yeah, I mean, oh man, it's the new wave of in-your-face politics where it's no longer just good enough to present uh, an argument and debunking your opponents and participating in elections. It's now about stirring up your people to the point where there's no other option but to physically intimidate the people who disagree with you. And that's what they're engaged in now. The and left, I know that, I know that, you know, the one guy that went to Brett Kavanaugh's house also called the police on himself. So there's yeah. that. Um, and the left doesn't seem, at least the leaders yeah. in the Democratic Party, don't do that. Right. The leaders um, aren't encouraging that sort of thing like they Donald don't, Trump was. They discourage it, which is why the Antifa in air quotes, yeah. and BLM and others did not show up on January 6th because they were like, stay away. Yeah, and it's important for us to bear that in mind, for us not yes. to retaliate using the same methods and the same uh, intimidation. And we didn't be- do it in 2000. We didn't do it in 2016. Right. We marched. We wore our pussy hats in 2017. Mm-hmm. And in 20- 2000, don't forget, the Brooks Brothers riot was right wing. And there's mm-hmm. just like this peer pressure aspect to it. Yeah, if you don't use these tactics, you really don't believe in the same things that we believe in with the same vigor. I mean, that's mm-hmm. the attitude. Like if you're staying home and you're not not engaging in physically harassing Shea Moss and Ruby Freeman and Rusty Bowers and the rest of them, then you're not really on board. You don't really, you're not with us. You're not really with the cause, the MAGA agenda, the America first agenda. Yeah, the cult. Right. right? And so that's the motivation. That's the peer pressure that uh, mm-hmm. a lot of these freaks and weirdos uh, actually uh, believe it was shitheads. <laughs> that's another good word. Yeah, thank you. Well, didn't um, Kanye Weasel's, West uh, wasn't Kanye West's publicist one of the people that harassed somebody yeah. down yeah. there? Was yeah. it was it uh, Lady Ruby or her mother? I mean, I'm not exactly sure if it's connected to those two women, but right. or three women. Um, but I mean, seriously, people mm. like Kanye West and other. It's like the left, the people that have the voices mm-hmm. that are like reasonable, not your Jimmy Doors and your. <laughs> Brian socialists. Yeah. Who used to be a nice guy. Mm-hmm. Um, they don't, we don't do that on this side. In 2000, we had a right to be pissed. Yeah. Because the Supreme Court appointed a president. And then we found out a year later that that president lost the election in Florida. Did we riot? No. There's something going on right now, well, and I, I'm wondering if this is actually a rat fuck. And we're seeing a lot of, and I don't know how many of them are, but probably a handful of uh, crisis pregnancy centers, which are these pro-life oh, those pregnancy are centers. The worst. Yeah, they're being firebombed, and I'm that's wondering. That's not good. No, it's not good, and I'm wondering if that's like activists doing it, or is it the pro-life people doing it? to make the pro-choice people look bad. Well, remember the guy in Minnesota during the first George Floyd protests? Yeah. And it turned out he was a right-winger with the umbrella. Mm. Remember that guy all masked up and just... Oh, yeah. I don't know. Never white underestimate guy. the dumbness of the... <laughs> I mean, they might just not be able to tell the difference between crisis pregnancy and Planned Parenthood. Uh, that's also but, true. That's possible. Uh, you know what? That's <laughs> yeah, good point. A good point, David. Jesus. I mean... Um, but I, 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 you know what? They did this in the '60s. They infiltrated mm-hmm. places that, uh, you know, was free speech and da da yada yada and yeah. Black Panthers and everything. And it was like these were FBI, these were right wingers, high Nixon and others, doing this to people that were legitimately protesting, trying to stir them up. Oh yeah. Versus the right wing leaders are stirring shit up. It's not. It's not just, you know, some guy in his living room anymore. It's Donald Trump. It's fucking Rudy Giuliani. It's, I'm really fucking angry. I'm sorry. Yeah, well, that's what uh, Nixon and Pat Buchanan and Nixon's inner circle were all doing in 1968 during the Democratic Mm -hmm. Convention. They were stoking Mm -hmm. those protests and sparking the uh, the violence that occurred. uh, That said, oh, we're the pro-law. Yeah. uh, You know, and what was funny was Trump tried to do that in 2020 saying, in Biden's America. I'm sorry, it's your America. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you're president still, aren't you? Yeah. It's not going to work this time. Nixon had the the benefit of running against Johnson. Mm-hmm. So 
Not a good idea. Well, here's Shea Moss and Ruby Freeman and the January 6th hearing. This is a, a, a short piece of their testimony. If you haven't seen the rest of this, I urge you to go watch this. So because, Yeah, yeah. This is just a taste of, you know, what David referred to last week as the forthcoming sectarian violence. And uh, I, I've been borrowing that phrase uh, all week long because I feel like if this isn't somehow cooled, if the temperature of politics aren't cooled down to a certain extent, this is where we're headed. We're headed toward not a rebellion against the government like the first civil war was, but uh, sectarian violence where it's citizen versus citizen in the streets, in public places, et cetera. Fire bombings, guerrilla warfare, terrorism, things like that, uh, mass shootings, all perpetrated for politics, basically. And that's where we could end up. I wrote a whole piece about it in the Banter newsletter, thebanter.substack.com, so you can catch it there. Here's uh, Shea Moss and Ruby Freeman on Tuesday. Ms. Moss, how has this experience of being targeted by the former president and his allies affected your life? It's turned my life upside down. Um... I no longer give out my business card. I don't transfer calls. I um, don't want anyone knowing my name. I don't want to go anywhere with my mom because she might yell my name out over the grocery aisle or something. I don't go to the grocery store at all. I haven't been anywhere um, at all. I've gained about 60 pounds. I just don't do nothing anymore. I don't want to go anywhere. I second guess everything that I do. Um, it's affecting my life in a, in a major way, in every way, all because of lies. For me doing my job, same thing I've been doing forever. Your mother also told the select committee about how she had to leave her own home for her safety and go into hiding Jesus. after the FBI told her that it would not be safe for her there before January 6th and until the inauguration. Let's listen to a clip of her story in her own words. Around the week of January 6th, the FBI informed me that I needed to leave my home for safety. Um, And I left my home for safety around that time. Understood. How, how long did you stay out? Did you, you know, remain outside of your home for your own safety? I, I stayed away from my home for approximately two months. Oh, my God. Uh, Patriots, both of them. Shea Moss, Ruby Freeman. Uh, d doing nothing but facilitating democracy. And for that, they had to be punished. You know, because the Red Hats believe in democracy. Mm -hmm. that's, that's, the, that's the lie. That's one of the many lies in all of this. So sad. And I hear these stories, and I, I'm certainly not comparing myself in any way to either of these women, or even uh, Rusty Bowers for that matter. But uh, there was one occasion, I've told the story many times, where uh, an Alex Jones disciple turned up at my dad's door, knocking on my dad's door, mm. uh, thinking that it was my door, because <laughs> my dad and I have the same yep. name. Uh, it's very personal. I mean, Kimberly was once uh, attacked by Fox News, and she was getting phone calls from Fox News viewers. I mean, phone calls on her cell phone. Just terrible, terrible, terrible. But this is a whole different level. And if this is the style of politics that we're engaged in now, and there's no reason to believe that this won't happen uh, again, either later this year or in 2025, January 6th, 2025, you know, uh, I, and that's why legal accountability is so crucial, mm -hmm. irrespective of whether or not the one six committee, you know, is able to propel the Democrats to expanded majorities in the election. It's so crucial from a legal point of view to establish precedent so that this does not happen ever again. And so that's why we have to make sure that this committee is able to finish its work, that the DOJ continues to do its work, that people like Fonnie Willis and Letitia James are able to continue their work. These people need our defense, our protection, and not just in terms of our voices on Twitter, that's important, but also 
there needs to be someone who provides them with physical protection. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I can't even imagine. I mean, we've heard from Shay Moss and Ruby Freeman. They were both election workers. They were, I don't remember if they were volunteers or if they were paid election officials, but the fact remains that Fonnie Willis is much more high profile, much more of a threat to Donald Trump than Shay Moss and Ruby Freeman ever were. And I really hope that Fonnie Willis and Letitia James both have some form of protection. I assume they do since they're mm. state level officials. Yeah, I'm sure they do. Uh, yeah. it, the thing is, is with them, Lady Ruby and, and Shay, I hope they have a really good civil attorney. Yeah. That sues the fuck out of Donald. Yeah, I yeah and you can say Rudy. that again. Mm-hmm. Just for a contingency, just go, just do it for sue him for a, a billion dollars like Dominion is doing. <laughs> just yeah. do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, fuck those guys. You know what? She'll get. They'll get twenty million dollars each. Great. So uh, let's see. The January sixth committee uh, and Adam Schiff say they have text messages showing that Trump chief of staff Mark Meadows wanted to send Georgia election investigators, yep. in the words of one aide, a quote shitload of POTUS stuff, including coins, <laughs> autographed MAGA hats, Ew. and so on. They yeah. wanted to. This is one like bribes. You had like kill democracy with swag. You're <laughs> shitting me. Like I mean. Yes. Well, Trump has the best links. Mm-hmm. He has the best links for the information. Man, can you imagine how insulting would that be if you're a Georgia election investigator and Mark Meadows tries to bribe you with Trump merch? Fuck that. I'd be like, do you think I'm, do you, do you think, uh, you know, risking prison, risking damage to my reputation is worth a fucking MAGA hat, you asshole? For some people, it is. <laughs> I guess you can buy them on the Trump website for five bucks or whatever they are. Jesus. Meantime, uh, DOJ issued a new batch of subpoenas and its probe of the fake electors scam. Yeah. Bunch of people got served with this. Thank God. Yeah. yeah. And, and once again, thank God that uh, the uh, DOJ is is on this and we have confirmation of all of that. Yep. Meantime, Ron Johnson facilitated the possible handoff of fake electors to Mike Pence. Wait, no, he didn't. He was on the phone. He has no idea what you're talking <laughs> yes, about. It's a right. non-story, Bob. His response was basically this. You, w- you could you exactly. Do, you w- you want, <laughs> Ron Johnson. You, you could do so. You, yeah. you, do, no you, could, you, you want, you want him. <laughs> so, so ever go down in history as the guy rolling his eye up like a, you know, like <laughs> with his dead phone stuck to his ear, yeah. while a reporter goes, "Sir, we can see your screen. We know you're faking it." Yeah, Ron Johnson. All the undign- I mean, just Jesus Christ. Ron Johnson, the stereo store manager from Fast Times at Ridgemont High, just getting himself on. <laughs> Different Ron Johnson. Shit. That yeah. guy at least sent flowers. Yeah, that's right. Um, meantime, he he actually responded. Ron Johnson really said. He has no idea who tried to get him to share fake electors from uh, Michigan and Wisconsin to Pence uh, on January 6th. Says he was aware of the ask on January 6th in the morning. He said, I was aware that we got this package and that somebody wanted us to deliver it. So we reached out to Pence's office. Then, you know, why would you do that? If you're in a... You're this is like office. the freaking drug cartels or something, or it's like a bomb, or I mean, just, I, just yes, random I, packages people hand us to give to the vice president. Yes, that's right. It's like how much shit do they get in the mail every day that they never even bother with, that Ron Johnson never even hears yeah. about? This box turns up, and he's like, oh, we got to do something about this box. Oh, it's going to Mike Pence? Oh, yeah, let's work on this. Let's get that out to Mike Pence, ASAP. What? What? Jesus Christ. Do you do that every time you get shit in the mail? <laughs> Random yes. boxes of stuff? like the big cartoon bomb with TNT <laughs> and a big hissing fuse on it, you know? Like, totally. And, uh, let's Oh, see. what's this? I better give it to the vice president. <laughs> what? <laughs> it's amazing. An amazing, amazing story. And not quite as amazing, though, as this documentary filmmaker whose footage has been subpoenaed by the 1-6 committee. I want to talk about that because it's my favorite story of the week. Okay, we're going to get in that in just a second. But first, if you're sick and tired of all of these crass commercial interruptions, as G. Gordon Lady likes to say, you can go right now to our Patreon page at bobseskashow.com. Scroll down to the link for the ultimate edition of the podcast. And you can sign up for just $15 per month to get the ultimate edition. Now... 
What's going on, Jody? Is everything okay? No, it's not me. It's it sounds like David's cat. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right, I wasn't yeah, sure. We're having a mutiny. Hang on. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. Well, you can sign up for it while, while we're doing that. You can sign up for just $15 per month. And in exchange for your generous support, we're going to give you a completely commercial-free version of the Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday shows. Plus, we're going to give you the Shadow Docket as well. And uh, also the Friday After Party podcast with me and Kimberly Johnson. So again, for $15 a month, the Ultimate Edition, you get the Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday shows without commercials. Plus the Shadow Docket bonus show every Tuesday and Thursday. Plus the After Party podcast on Friday. $15 per month and you get everything that we have to offer here. Again, that's bobseskashow.com and we thank you. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever or I can hop into my all new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Bob Seska plays more music. track from Michael McDermott from the brand That's new St. Paul's Boulevard. Love this song. I think this is the uh, lead track. Well, there's kind of an introductory little sound effects thing that leads off the album, but this, but this kicks in right away. This is called Where the Light Gets In. Again, uh, the album is called St. Paul's Boulevard. Run, don't walk. Get it now wherever you get your digital music. Michael-McDermott.com. Link in the description, of course, and BobSuska.com slash music to submit. I have huge news. I got a get for the July 13th interview show. You know who I got for the July 13th interview show? Joe Biden. No. Ah, You know what? Now everything else is going to be a letdown. Um, (laughs) Thanks for establishing expectations, Jody. Okay. I'm just trying to fuck you up, man. The <laughs> joining me, joining me for an hour of uh, what's going to be amazing conversation will be the creator and executive producer of Stars Gaslit series. <gasps> the great Robbie Pickering will be here oh. on the 13th of July. Oh, that's almost better than Joe Biden. Yeah, that's I think so. God, We're going to be talking about his career. <laughs> We're going to be talking about Gaslit. Of course, I've got a gazillion questions. The makeup effects on Sean Penn, Shea Wiggum's performance, Julia Roberts' performance. Holy shit, there are a million things to talk about. Of course, we're going to talk a lot about Gordon Liddy. Uh, and uh, obviously... Hi, uh, pockets. Hey, po- <laughs> high pockets, exactly. High pockets, that's right. Take that, take that smiling idiot down off the wall. Sorry, uh, Mr. Liddy, it's not my picture to take down. Storms off. <laughs> lots, of, lots of great stories to tell. So our Liddy content will continue into July. For those of you who are loving our Gordon Liddy content <laughs> on the show. We're giddy for Liddy. Giddy for box. Liddy. <laughs> I was, I've been saying, you know, you know who's utterly fascinated now with Gordon Liddy? I mean, obviously, she hates his politics and all the Nazi shit and all that crap. Kimberly. Kimberly's utterly fascinated, like me, with this weirdo character from American history that had such a crucial role in that period of time. Uh, I told you when you before you saw that, it was like, dude. Yeah. 
That's an insane scene. Oh my God. Oh my God. There are so many insane scenes. There's, uh, there's the insane scene with the pencil in the conference yeah. room. There's the insane. Oh, and then the scene. one with the, his prison cell with all that. I was like, dude. Which is one of the greatest sequences ever presented on television. I swear to God, him brilliant. trying to catch that rat in his <laughs> solitary confinement cell. Well, apparently he had as a pet, but whatever. Yeah, yeah, he kept it as a pet. <laughs> Ew. He didn't eat the pups, as he was saying. He didn't eat the pups. I didn't eat the pups. What? So this is great news. We'll wrap up here. The January 6th committee. Oh, no, wait. That's the wrong story. They're going to delay their public hearings for several weeks, citing new evidence. So just yeah, imagine yeah. that. They subpoenaed. Delay? Really? Yeah, yeah. yeah. For, no, they're going to do it today, and then they a couple of weeks from now. Yes, they've got more. Zoom. They've got more evidence to present. So they that's got more dings. More dings. More dings. That's right. We got more dings. Um, the January sixth committee. Our planet is taking the next two weeks off after this. Everybody, so. <laughs> right? Please, nothing. Please, don't let anything happen for two weeks while I'm gone. Just stop all politics and wait. Oh, it's so gonna happen. Wait up, guys. Gone. Wait, wait up, please. Okay, yeah, shit's gonna hit the fan while I'm gone. I know it. It yeah. happens to Stephanie. Totally. It's gonna happen to me. The January sixth committee subpoenaed a documentary filmmaker for footage of Trump and his inner circle before and after the insurrection. The existence of this footage was previously unreported. Alex Holder confirmed that he had turned over the footage to the committee, which includes, quote, unparalleled access and exclusive interviews with Trump, his children, Jared Kushner, Mike Pence, before and after the events of Jan 6, as well as never-before-seen footage of the Capitol riot, uh, Holder's cooperation, and the footage came as a surprise to several former officials on the Trump re-election campaign. Who <laughs> 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 all claimed they had each uh, no idea that a documentary about Trump's re-election campaign was being filmed. That's what? Oh, here's a quote. What the fuck is this? A former senior official on Trump's reelection campaign ah. team said after seeing the news. That is my quote of the week. What the fuck is this? And why is it always British filmmakers? <laughs> I don't know. But I love this. This is a beautiful story. And you know why it's a beautiful story? Because now all of the Trump inner circle people, including Trump himself, are going to be like, what the fuck did I say? Did I? Did, exactly. Do you remember? Remember that thing that we were talking about in the Oval? Was that camera guy well, there? Why do you not notice cameras? I mean, the cameras. Oh, if they're good, you don't notice. Yes, that's a good documentarian bleeds into the background and is basically invisible. Yeah. And you know, after, when I was in the, uh, when I was, I was in the Oval with, President Obama, because <laughs> um, my mom was there. Lucky. And um, so uh, Peter, his mm -hmm. photographer, didn't notice, and he was a big man. Peter Peter Souza, Pete Souza. Yeah. yeah. He's a big, he's not a skinny little guy that just blends in. He's a big, did not notice him once. Yeah, and after a while, it gets even more, they get even more invisible. Used to it, yeah. It's, yeah. Because if, you're, if mm. you're Donald Trump and you're the president, you've been around this for four years, any camera, you just kind of forget that they're there. Well, you know me. I love whenever Donald Trump is freaked out by something he can't control. And this is one of those things where, yeah, they're probably having these conversations behind the scenes right now. Like, oh, was he in the room when we said that thing about that other thing? And then what? Oh, shit. Did I say that? Did, did Was that? Are we sure? And all the back and forth and shitting themselves is what I love, love, love. Anything that makes Donald <laughs> Trump lose sleep and shit his pants is okay by me. And I hope they're shitting in their pants. In fact, they should be. And based on this quote, what the fuck is this from a former senior official on Trump's reelection team? That makes me believe that I'm right, that they're just flipping their shit over this. Because they don't know. They don't know what footage is there know. and what's not. They don't not. remember. They, they're, it's two years ago now. They yeah. don't really fucking remember. Oh, I love it. I, I can't wait. I hope they have B-roll. I hope they've got oh, of course all they kinds do. of additional stuff that they're not using in the documentary. The stuff that happens before off camera. Mm -hmm. The stuff that mm -hmm. happens after they're done shooting when the camera's still rolling but they don't realize it. And I, I hope I'm not overstating the expectations here. I, I hope I'm not going too far mm. with this because it could turn out to be not a lot. But there's that better chance, I think, of there being incriminating shit. Otherwise, we wouldn't have that, uh, that tantalizing quote from that campaign <laughs> official, which I love, love, love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. Okay. Last Thursday go show. Quick, before, six minutes, uh, Bob. We yeah, only got six minutes. Okay, so we're going <laughs> to jump into the uh, shadow docket here. 
and uh, try to try to wrap it up quickly so we can get to the hearings, people of the future, that you have already heard. <laughs> have a nice You've vacation, already... yeah. everyone. We love you. We're grateful for you. We'll be back. Get yes, yes. I've got some of my favorite interviews coming up uh, as best ofs while we're gone. Uh, those of you who listen to the Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday shows, you will have stuff to listen to. And you're, you're required. very special. Yeah. We love you. <laughs> That's your homework over the break to listen to those interview shows. And uh, got some really good ones that I've selected, uh, mostly recent ones. But uh, there's one interview that we reached back about a year to talk with one of my favorite people. So I'm going to leave you in suspense. You're not going to find out who they are until they actually drop. They'll all drop around noontime on those days, uh, both uh, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday of next week, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday of the following week. And then we are back with new shows on my birthday, which is July 12. And then Robbie Pickering from Gaslit, the creator and executive producer of Gaslit, joining us on the 13th. And then you two are back for that 14th show, July 14th. So after your hangover is over, then we'll be Yeah, yeah. And I hope to have a gigantic, super colossal hangover. I hope so too. Rob. I don't know, just like a vacation hangover because I, I don't drink what, a lot like of alcohol. Cookie dough. Yeah, <laughs> I just say you don't right. drink at all, do you? <laughs> um, there will be ice cream. It's like Scarface, except it's like there will be ice sugar. cream that could yeah. be a problem with your lower intestinal area. Yeah, my vacation because of reward. the lactose intolerance, it could be an issue. <laughs> That's right. We talked about how Ken Cheesebro and uh, uh, and Louder Milk. It wouldn't be would it be weird if they both were lactose intolerant? Even though their names are Cheese Bro and Louder Milk. <laughs> See, that's exactly why we need a vacation because we're uh, coming up with yeah, dad you know, jokes you're like that. Up empty here, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> I could tell. Uh, it's time All for right. a mercy killing. Oh, Yeller, we're taking you behind the barn. <laughs> Meantime, don't forget to sign up for our Patreon page if you haven't done it already. They're jacking up our rent by twenty six percent this year. That's I'll some pay for bullshit. Rent. Yeah, bullshit. 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 Yeah. So uh, if you want to listen to the Shadow Docket, $5 a month. That's every Tuesday, Thursday, right? If you want to listen to the After Party and the Shadow Docket, that's that's $10 a month. $15 a month gets you everything. Go now, bobseskashow.com. Take care. See you next time, folks. Bye-bye. What? Save on Cox Internet when you add Cox Mobile and get fiber-powered internet at home and unbeatable 5G reliability on the go. So whether you're playing a game at home, yes, cool, or attending one live, no! you can do more without spending more. Learn how to save at cox.com slash internet. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial cable. Cox Mobile runs on the network with unbeatable 5G reliability as measured by Ookla LLC in the U.S. to H2023. Results may vary, not an endorsement. Other restrictions apply.